We have our fifth next step card today, called Getting More Out of Mass. And with all of the cards, I've tried my best to pair them with the readings that we can still talk about the scriptures. But this is the week where I've failed to do so, so we are only talking about Mass. My apologies to St. Luke. We have to start with the foundational idea of Christianity, that our salvation comes through Jesus Christ. But specifically, our salvation comes through the self-offering of Jesus Christ. As we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, God always acts first. And we respond to his action. He loves us first, and we respond in love to him. The problem is that our response to him our desire to love him in return is always imperfect. It's always flawed because we ourselves are flawed and imperfect. And so humanity since the beginning, even before Judaism and Christianity, even before the revelation of God, from the beginning has had an impulse to give itself to the Lord. And in that giving, we always fall flat. Our sacrifices were never good enough. Until Jesus came. Because Jesus became the one true and perfect sacrifice. In his self-offering, he is offering to the Father himself, who is divine. Jesus is perfect. He is infinite. He is complete. And so in Jesus we finally see, after so many millennia, we finally see the perfect offering and the perfect sacrifice. And it brings humanity salvation because that offering and that sacrifice is by one who is divine, but also by one who is human. Because of his humanity, Jesus takes all of humanity up with him in his offering. And so we finally, our race finally, is able to offer itself in a way that is worthy in and through Jesus Christ. Now we have in the front of most of our churches today an image of a crucifix to represent that, but Jesus' self-offering begins not at the crucifixion, but at the Last Supper. Remember, Jesus was killed by the government, and so it's easy to criticize, a non-Christian can easily criticize and say, Jesus didn't offer himself, the government killed him. That wasn't a free offering, that was a compelled, forced offering. So in order for us to say that Jesus made a free offering, he has to have given himself before the crucifixion. And that's at the Last Supper. At the Last Supper, he offers his body and blood freely to his apostles as a representation of humanity. He offers himself freely to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then following that free offering, the compelled death follows. Jesus had already given himself to the Father knowing that that would entail his death at the hands of the Roman government. So we have Jesus' self-offering in the Last Supper, his offering in the crucifixion, and then the fulfillment of all these offerings in the resurrection. God confirms the self-offering of Jesus. The Father receives the perfect offering on behalf of humanity and confirms that offering by showing that Jesus now has power over life and death. 
giving him perfect resurrection, perfect and eternal life. This is our salvation. And so the deepest desire of our hearts as Christians is to participate in our salvation, to join in this offering. Like I said, Jesus takes up in himself all of humanity into this offering. And so our desire in this generation is to be received into that moment, to be received into that offering, to be offered up with Jesus to the Father for all eternity. The Mass is how we do that. It is in the Mass that we join ourselves to the Last Supper, to the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of the Lord. So for the rest of this homily, as I walk you through how we do that in the Mass, I need you to imagine the Mass, not as it's celebrated today, facing the people, that's called versus Pope, and there are sociological reasons why we began doing that in the 60s and 70s. But I need you to imagine the Mass instead offered autoriented, which is to say, with the priest facing the same direction as the people. It's something that many priests in my generation have talked about bringing back as something that would help people understand the Mass better. Our Archbishop has said, for the unity of the diocese, there are no lone rangers, so we don't do it here. Understood. But for the rest of the homily, I'm going to preach that way, because I think conceptually it's going to help you imagine And I'm going to do so in front of the altar. So when I talk about us participating in the sacrifice of Jesus, being offered up with the Lord to the Father, we need to remember that the people of God is often referred to, beginning in the scriptures, as the body of Christ. The body of Christ isn't just an analogy. St. Paul does give us an analogy of more like a body. But when we talk about the people assembled here, the people of God being the body of Christ, we mean that actually. We mean that you're not like the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. And so this offering of the Lord that we participate in is the offering of Christ himself assembled in his people. You are here as Jesus. And everybody has a head. So Jesus is the head of his body, the church. In our local parishes, the priests, particularly during the Mass, stands in the place of Jesus, the head of the body. So we have the assembled body of Christ, and the head of the body, Jesus Christ, the priest standing in his place, assembled to offer himself, again, it's Jesus, Jesus' body, Jesus' head, offering himself to the Father for all eternity. And so the priest emerges from the congregation. In the old past, he would, he would say prayers at the foot of the altar, basically declaring how unworthy he is to approach the altar in the name of the people. And I continue to be equally unworthy, even if you don't say those prayers every day. And then the priest stands here at the altar with the body, the assembled Christ, offering Christ, offering Jesus himself to the Father. The entire Mass is this offering. If you want to understand the Mass, you have to understand it as the offering of Jesus to his Father for all eternity. Jesus is present in his people. Jesus is present in his priest. Jesus is present in the Word of God, which we'll talk about, and the Eucharist, which we'll talk about. Throughout the Mass, there are invitations to the people to enter more deeply into that offering. And so, if the priest can celebrate on this side of the altar, most of the time, he's talking to God, not you. 
And so that's represented by the priest facing the same direction as you guys as we all talk to God. But the invitations are a little more clear because he turns around when he invites you to do something. So the first time that the priest invites the people to do something is when he says, Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. The first invitation is to purify ourselves. We want to make a pure offering to the Lord. And so we lay down our sins and we beg for his forgiveness. I'm trying to make a better effort to leave space after I say that. So that we can all internally offer those to the Lord. Apologize to him for any sins that we might have committed in the last week. We pray, we offer that. And then, together, as the assembled body, we beg his forgiveness. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. And after that, now we're prepared to enter into and make the offer as Jesus to the Father. The second invitation for the people to pray is when the priest turns around and says, Let us pray. That's an invitation. He wants you to pray. And so we begin by making individual prayers. Internally. Again, I'm trying to remember to leave more space here so we can make those prayers. But this is where we make that initial offering to God. Where we offer Him all of our successes, all of the ways in which we've loved Him, all of our prayers, all of our service, all of the ways in which we've loved our neighbors. Everything that's on our heart, all of our petitions, all of our needs. Everything that we're coming into this church Everything that's on our heart and on our minds, we take that, and we offer it to God, and we ask that it might be offered to Him in the course of this Mass. Having prayed individually, then we're called back together as a body, because we are the assembled body of Christ praying together. And so the priest, as the head of the body, prays on behalf of the body, a prayer called the Collect, which collects all of the prayers that we've just made individually into one prayer on behalf of the body. And he stands here and he offers that prayer to the Father, giving that prayer, everything that's on the hearts and minds of the entire civil body of Christ, giving that prayer here to the Father. Those prayers, by the way, annoyingly generic. They try to say something profound in very few words that's just very general. But it's because we're trying to summarize every prayer on every heart and every mind in this church. So the church does her best to try to summarize all of that in one quick prayer. If you listen carefully, though, you'll see, over time, how she begins to pray for all the different things that people might ask over the course of weeks and months. Following this, we have the liturgy of the Word. Like I mentioned, God acts first. God loves us first, and we respond to that love. And so the liturgy of the Word is us receiving, once again, God's involvement in humanity. He couldn't let us be alone. After the fall, he kept pursuing us over and over and over again, bringing us closer and closer to salvation. And so we read the, the, the revelation of God. We read the scriptures. We hear about how he is constantly loving us and seeking us and pursuing us. And having received all of that, having reminded ourselves of all of the ways in which God has acted in our midst and when we read the New Testament, is acting in our midst. That prepares us to make that offering again back to the Lord. Prepares us to say, oh, the Lord has loved us so much that now I'm ready to give myself back to Him in love as 
Then we do the show. We show you the body of Christ and the blood of Christ immediately after the consecration. And because we do that now, at the end of that, we invite you to prayer. We say the memorial of faith. And in that, you are invited to acclaim your thanksgiving to God for his presence in the Eucharist. Before Vatican II, a lot of people just said under the breath, my Lord and my God. Vatican II wanted to ritualize that, and so now we have a corporate response where we all say it together. The Eucharistic prayer ends with truly the high point of the Mass. Everything I've been saying so far, the Mass is an offering. It's an offering. It is the offering of Jesus. The eternal offering of Jesus, body and head united, to the Father. The priest will take the gifts, which are now the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will take the gifts, he will lift them to the Father, and he will say, through him and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. In this prayer, we see the entire Mass summarized in one prayer. Through him and with him and in him. Everything we do is through him and with Jesus Christ. The offering that we're making is only the offering of Jesus, to which we have united ourselves as the assembled body of Christ. And then in that offering, we give eternal glory to the Father. The desire of our hearts, the participation in our salvation. The priest prays this as the head of the body on behalf of the people, and at the end of the people make what is called the Great Amen in the ancient documents. Their assent to the entire mass, everything that we have done, finds us fulfilling in that moment, and the people say, yes, we believe this is what we are doing, this is what we are united to. Again, standing in the place of Jesus. 
blessing from the Lord, to prepare them to go back into the world, where they will live their lives, where they will, where they will pray, where they will love, where they will serve, and that everything that they do over the course of that week, again, is brought back into this church the next Sunday, offered up to the Father once again the next Sunday. You live your lives so that you can offer those lives back to the Father. Please join us once again for that salvation every time we come to this altar and offer you our prayer.